Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom on a Thursday, taking you into your 4th of July weekend. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like this video. If you want Michigan to beat Ohio State for a third straight season, hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to our channel. We are now well over 22,000 subscribers, so thank you to everybody who's joined us over here. And as always, head to the Wolverine.com for all of your Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting coverage. Uh, Today, we are brought to you by My Perfect Franchise. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream? Looking for a side hustle while working your current job? Wanting to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy? Well, Andy Ludicky can help. Andy is a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner himself and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. His services are 100% free, and he's here to help if you have any questions about business ownership. So contact Andy Ludicky on the phone at 404-973-9901. Email Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Also go to their website, www.myperfectfranchise.net. You can book a time with him on his calendar. So thank you to My Perfect Franchise and Andy Ludicky for being our fantastic sponsor. Uh, We're going to get into... Some Michigan football stuff. We will play another round of Factor Fiction, which we did a few weeks ago with the offense. We'll do some defensive questions. Uh, but before we get into it, how we doing, fellas? Great. Feeling great. Uh, got a nice week coming up. Uh, Going to relax a little bit. Got a football preview put to bed, fellas. And it's a fantastic issue. Please, Clay, later on, tell them how to order it. But uh, feeling fantastic. Yeah, same. Uh, it was nice to hear this week as well that, again, nothing is set in stone, but it sounds like uh, that football preview aforementioned by Chris could be mailing out next week, which would be exciting because I uh, would love to get – I can't wait. We worked so hard on that. I can't wait to get my hands on it. And you guys know me. I'm a physical media type of guy. So uh, to be able to hold the hard work that we all put into that in our hands, uh, it's going to be awesome. But doing great. Uh, shout out to you guys for holding down the fort on Monday night. Uh them a little under the weather of course our monday night show the next couple weeks is going to be put on the shelf uh, while we enjoy some much deserved time off Uh, i speak for all three of us when i say that so uh yeah good to be back yeah a little programming note there and uh both guys mentioned the football preview magazine it will be shipping next week go to the wolverine on demand.com order your copy it'll also be in the mden once it's in stock, but uh, 160 pages, glossy pages, jam-packed of information, all sorts of analysis, exclusive interviews. Uh, we got a sneak peek at it last week, I think, and in, in the Sharon Moore Q&A that Chris did was uh, incredible uh, to actually Thanks. go that in-depth with with a coach like that, one that's you know so important to this staff was awesome. So go ahead and order that, uh, everybody out there. And we smashed our record, I believe, in pre-orders as well, so a lot of people excited about this season. Uh, let's get into some of this, uh, and we will start with Beat Georgia, which is a, a period that was a, apparently implemented into Michigan's practices this offseason, probably starting in spring there and continuing uh, into fall camp. Reminiscent of the Beat Ohio 
drill, which is basically, you know, nine, nine on seven drill, smash mouth football inside runs, run the ball up the middle, stop the run if you're the defense. Uh, and Michigan has done a really good job of, of doing those things against Ohio State the last couple seasons. Uh, but Bruce Feldman on the Move the Sticks podcast uh, kind of revealed this here. And he did know that they probably need to uh, run that drill in the recruiting office more than anything else, which I thought is you know probably a, a true statement there with the way each team recruits. But Michigan obviously doing well on the trail right now. Um, I love it. I think you know they're going right after what they want. They understand Georgia's won the last two national championships. They're favored to win the third. Uh, it's not you know, I mean, you're going to get the jokes. Oh, maybe do the beat TCU drill mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But we all know that Georgia right now is is the class of, of college football. And, you know, at least for the moment is maybe overtaking Alabama a little bit. So they're attacking it head on. It's it's kind of just more of what they've done the last couple of seasons where, you know, in the past, Jim Harbaugh would would not get very specific with with expectations or goals. But the last couple of seasons, he's gone to Big Ten media days and he's been you know more than happy to answer those questions. Talking about beating Ohio State or dying or die uh, trying, you know, wanting to win the Big Ten, wanting to win the national championship. Uh, I, I like it, you know, and as Jim Harbaugh has said in the past, uh, if people aren't laughing at your dreams, you haven't set them high enough. So maybe that that kind of validates this because they have gotten a little bit of blowback from some of the rivals on social media, which is expected because that's kind of how social media goes. That was the longest intro ever. I think so. I forgot what we were talking about. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, because I was thinking about the beat TCU thing. I'm like, all right, how, how soon before somebody brings that up? Am I going to bring that up? But you know, I like Georgia a lot better when Mark Richt was coaching them, and I had respect for the program. You know, it's uh, they operate differently. They operate like Alabama, and I think the fan base appreciates that now. They didn't like Mark Richt because he, you know, wasn't one of those guys, and uh, uh, that's what, frankly, what I liked about him. So, but if you can beat those teams the way that Michigan's doing it now, you know, the transformational, not transactional, then you've done something really special. And I would put that up there with what. John Beeline did at Michigan for Michigan basketball, right? He should have won a national championship. And if they had gotten a better whistle, let's be honest, against Louisville, they would have won that game. So um, to, to get to two, cha- two championship games, two Final Fours, what John Beeline did, one of the best coaching jobs in the history of college athletics. Uh, I don't care who disagrees with me. I think it's just a fact. And Jim Harbaugh to be able to do it would be right up there with him. So, But that's why – you know what? That's why people can say, "Oh, Michigan acts holier than thou," but but that's part of the reason that people have so much uh, pride in the program. You know, doing it the right way, and and they are. And so I like that. I like the uh, the beat uh, Georgia drill. I think uh, that it's uh, you know what. Don't overlook the other the other objectives here. You got to beat Ohio State again. You got to win the Big Ten first. So, but I don't think there's any way they look past those guys, Anthony. I don't foresee them looking past anyone either. And and to do the whole, oh, well, maybe they should worry about beating TCU or winning in the semifinal. I mean, that's that's just going to be the social media fodder and low-hanging fruit that people are going to latch on to. And, you know, there is some merit to it. I think the reason, part of the reason that Michigan didn't beat TCU is I think there was, you know, even just a smidge of hubris in the team that they would be playing Georgia in that national championship game. So you can... You can play both sides of it, but at the same time, you know, you are a program that is, listen, 2021 was the come up. You kind of came out of nowhere. You won a Big Ten championship, and I think there was a lot of shock and awe within even the players within the program that they were able to reach that those levels that quickly after, 
you know, was a pretty, you know, pretty disastrous previous year and, and a disappointing previous few years. Uh, last season, you come into it run, you know, looking to run it back. You have these big expectations, and rightfully so, and you fall short. Now, you know, you're a program that is not just, you know, what happened a couple of years ago wasn't a one-year wonder. You've shown that this can be sustainable, and now you have to take that next step. And taking that next step is, you know, embracing that championship mindset and preparing like you belong and preparing like the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States of the world prepare. So, again, I mean, that's going to – the beat Georgia thing is uh, I think that one's probably a little more symbolic than the, the beat Ohio state beat Michigan state type of drills. I think that's just more emblematic of what their goals are. But, you know, again, we've said with this roster, what they have coming back, you know, the talent at each position group, this is a team that should compete for a national title. And in, if you're going to be in that last game on Monday night in January, then you're probably going to be playing Georgia. And uh, you know, the days of being scared of, of the team that, is on the other sideline of you are over, I think. And I think that this beat Georgia thing is a way of manifesting that and speaking it into existence. So uh, people will always take the low hanging fruit, especially as it pertains to Michigan. There might not be a school in the country with a bigger target on its back for, uh, for social media venom or whatever the rat poison, so to speak. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, it's good to, it's good to hear that they're embracing Georgia as opposed to, what the opposite of that would be. So absolutely. It's a good thing. Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, it's kind of the theory that Michigan's always taken with Ohio State. If you're good enough to – you emphasize Ohio State, and if you're good enough to beat them, you're probably good enough to win the Big Ten, beat the rest of your opponents. We saw that last season. I feel like it's it's just kind of a similar theory, and they're still working on that. And then J.J. McCarthy did an interview with ESPN the other day talking about how uh, he still has uh, a ton of pain from the TCU game, and that's partly what's driving him this offseason. So I don't think that they're, uh, you know, they're completely dismissing what happened in the TCU game just because of this, obviously. Um, you guys ready to play some fact or fiction? Let's do it. Okay. So came up with some on the defense. I will say it was a little easier with the offense with some of the stats and everything, And and uh, but we will uh, get into a few of these here. Uh Chris will start on this one. Anthony will start. Uh, we'll go that way, then Anthony, then me, and then we will uh, switch up who starts the next one. Uh, fact or fiction, Michigan will once again hold opponents to less than 100 rushing yards per game in 2023. Uh, for context, they were at 97.9 last year. That ranks seventh in the country. Only six of Michigan's 14 opponents gained more than 90 yards on the ground. The most was TCU with 263, but no one else was really much higher than 150. Uh, it, don't have the exact number uh, in front of me. Uh, so fact or fiction? 
I'm going fact. I think this defensive line is going to be better, even without Mozzie Smith. I think Mason Graham's going to take a huge leap. I think Kenneth Grant is going to come into his own. I think they've got the depth. I think Chris Jenkins is stronger and bigger. We know he is because we asked him. I always ask Clay to ask him what his weight is wherever we are. So, and he's always, he always obliges, although he did tell me in Cleveland up to 297 on his way to 305 or 310. So uh, I love the defensive line. I think Junior Colson's going to be better. I think that the linebackers will be better as a whole because they have more depth. So uh, to me, uh, with the edges like Jalen Harrell coming back, who's outstanding in that role, uh, Braden McGregor getting better and better. I think Derek Moore is going to have a big year. Yeah, I like him to. I like him to be even less than that this year. I will also say fact uh, for all of the reasons that Chris did or that Chris has listed uh, already. I think that the defensive line is deeper. I think that there is a, something that's you know that's been striking to me when we talk to guys in the spring and also some of these camps that we've hit is. There's there's an edge about these guys that they didn't do a better job stopping the run and the communication between the edge guys and the defensive tackles wasn't where they wanted it to be. And, and it seems like that's been I won't say fully addressed, but it's in the process of being addressed. And, um, you know, you have guys, I think, on this defensive front that can play two or three positions. Um, you know, Mason Graham's probably a guy that could play Chris Jenkins role and then maybe in certain you know formations he you know, he holds down the fort, the nose uh, and, and do, you know, does some other things. And I think there are a few guys in that mold on the defensive line. So I think that uh, not that it was a concern last year. I think it's even more of an emphasis for those guys in the trenches. And I think that they ultimately will do a better job of stopping the run. And I think they will improve on those numbers from last year. Yeah, that was really interesting. What Mason Graham said about that kind of disconnect between the D tackles and the edges. And they did say that they're meeting more together all with Mike Elson, as opposed to the edges going with Dylan Roney, the grad assistant there. So, you know, maybe that could fix some things. I'm actually going to go with fiction on this one, just over a hundred yards. I just think that was a a pretty incredible number there. And I think that just with Mozzie Smith being gone and having to replace him, maybe they take a a slight dip by a few yards, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't push it much, much past. 105 or anything like that. I just think it's still a little bit of a question mark at the nose tackle spot, and that's a, a really important spot in this in this defense. But um, I think they're going to be really good against the run uh, again as well. Probably ranks still top 10, top 15 there. Um, this one perhaps a little bit easier. Fact or fiction? Someone other than Will Johnson will lead Michigan in interceptions this season. Anthony, I am going to go fact on that one and. If anyone saw, just as well, this will be posted later on. But I just had a bold predictions for every position group go live uh, for the defensive side of the ball on Thursday afternoon, and my bold prediction was that Rod Moore will be the guy that leads the team in interceptions. I think when you look at a player like Rod Moore, you know nobody on that defense watches as much film as he does, and and when you do that, and when you have the skills that that he does, you find yourself in position to make plays. Uh, he has a nose for the football. Uh, he's the type of guy that finds himself in the right place at the right time because he is so prepared. So again, I mean, he led the team in interceptions last year, so it's not the boldest prediction in the world. Um, you know, I think that Will Johnson, if healthy, is going to be up there as well. But uh, yeah, I think that it, uh, I'm saying fact, it will be someone other than Will Johnson and it will be Rod Moore with, and I'll even put a number on it. I'll say Rod Moore has six picks wow. this upcoming fall. Wow. Uh, you know what? I'm going to quote James Carville in old school uh, with my rebuttal. And I say, we have no rebuttal. That was perfect. 
So uh, I agree 100%. So Anthony what I'm, knows what I'm talking about. Clayton probably didn't see the movie, but, uh, no, but you know what? Yeah, well, there you have it. So uh, I agree with you. I think Rod Moore is going to lead this team in interceptions. I think Will Johnson's going to be fantastic. I will say this. I don't think they're going to throw the ball in enough for him to lead the team in interceptions because uh, he's that guy. You know, they're going to try to pick on other people, and he's going to be a lockdown cornerback. So uh, I love Rod Moore. Uh, as everybody knows, I think he is uh, one of the better safeties that they've seen had in, in a few decades, frankly, in terms of his preparation and his nose for the football, as Anthony said. So I agree with everything you said, Anthony, with the exception that maybe six is maybe a little too high. But, uh, you know, I could see four or five for sure, and that that would lead the team. Okay. Uh, I I think that, that that's really valid. I think Rod Moore uh, is going to be up there again. I got fact, though, with, with Will Johnson. I know he may not get thrown at as much, which is going to be big, especially if that other corner spot is a weakness or if it's just average or something like that. Um, so, but I'm going to go with Will Johnson. I just think just his talent level and just how prepared he's going to be as well uh, is going to factor into it. But Rod Moore last year with four interceptions uh, was the most by a Michigan player since Channing Stribling in 2016. And when you think of 2016, so this lends credence to your guys' point, Jordan Lewis was Michigan's lockdown corner. Uh, but Channing Stribling was on the other side there, maybe got thrown at a little bit more and got the interception. So I think I could see it going either way, but. I'm going to bet on on Will Johnson. Um, yes, I will go first here. But last year, uh, Michigan held its non-conference opponents, Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn to 17 total points. Factor fiction, Michigan will hold East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green to 17 or less this season. Uh, it's an equally or maybe not equally, but close to as, as weak of a non-conference slate. Um, but I'm going to go fiction. I'll say somewhere in the, in the 20s, uh, it's going to come down probably to garbage time. It, it did even last year yeah. for those 17 points. If you remember, you know, Hawaii's touchdown, it was actually on Will Johnson, but that was pretty late in the game, I think in the fourth quarter. So it's going to come down to that. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, – I, I think that was pretty impressive. And it included a shutout against UConn. So I'm going to go with fiction uh, that will be more than 17. I agree, and I think it'll be like they'll average a touchdown against a game or something like that. It's hard. Yeah. It takes one, it takes one fluke play, right, to for somebody to score, and um, you know to to ask them to hold them to seventeen again, that'd be pretty tough. So, uh, especially when you know the offense is going to be putting up huge points, and like you said, Clay, in the fourth quarter, even though Michigan's got more depth this year, and the second team and third team defenses will be will be more than adequate uh, against these teams, uh, I think you'll see them give up a little bit more. So I'm with you. I also uh, think that they will give up a little bit more and hopefully it's on the, during the Peacock game, the one that uh, most yeah. of the nation probably won't even tune into. Uh, Cause then it just will never happen. You know, right. if there's no record of it. So yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be, uh, you know, there was a, and I'm not, I'm not saying that they won't come out with the same fire they did last year, but there was, there was a little extra. We've talked about this before. There was a little extra juice in that non-conference slate last year, whether it was, you know, due to the the quarterback battle or those edge guys that were, you know, had a fire under their butt because they wanted to prove that they'd be fine without Aiden. Um, I feel like this, there are aspects of this team where we're going to see them play the long game a little bit more this year. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see reserves in maybe even a little earlier than, uh, you know, if those games are going similarly, uh, maybe even earlier than we did in some of those games last year, but we'll see what happens. It's just, it's so tough to, to do what they did, but uh, you know, when you have a non-conference slate that that's light, that's going to be what you're expected to do too. 
Yep, for sure. Uh, back to CB to start this one off, but uh, sticking with a similar note, but this time uh, the entire season, only two regular season opponents scored 20 or more points against Michigan last season, Maryland and Ohio State, which is still hard to believe. Purdue also did in TCU both games in the postseason. Uh, so fact or fiction, the Wolverines will only give up 20 or more points to three or fewer opponents this season. Three or fewer. Yep, last year with two. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. Um, I think Ohio State will get there. I think Penn State could certainly get there at home. Um, yep. And then it's only one. And then it's only one more. And you know, again, uh, so I'm going to say I'm going to say three is the number. Actually, uh, I don't. So I don't know if what, is, what does that make it fact or fiction. So, um, yeah, that would make it fact. Yeah. So yes, I'll go with three. Uh, I think this defense is going to be fantastic. I think that, the, and you know what, here's another thing to take into consideration when you think about the rushing totals. I think the pass rush is going to be better this year. I do. I think uh, guys like Derek Moore, I think uh, Braden McGregor is going to take a step forward and that's going to factor into those yardage totals. I meant to say that. So um, I, I'm going to go with fact. I think it's going to be three. I think Ohio State, Penn State, and one other. Um, maybe it's Maryland, although they've had pretty good success against Maryland on the road, uh, even with their their good skill position players and, and solid quarterback play. Clay, just really quick, I can you repeat the wording of the prompt for me? <laughs> yep. Fact or fiction, the Wolverines will only give up 20 or more points to three or fewer regular season opponents this season. Ooh, 20 or more. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go fiction. There's going to be, they're going to find themselves in a couple of those. Um, again, the Nebraska game is one that keeps coming up. Um, you know, Maryland likes to throw the ball around. Um, Rutgers has weirdly played Michigan really tough recently. Not that they have some high powered offense, but yeah, it's, uh, there were times last year where it felt clinical that Michigan was kind of skating through the season. Uh, I think this team is better, but I don't think it's going to be quite as easy because you're going to get everyone's best shot every week. So I will say fiction on that one. Okay, I'm going to go fact with Chris here, um, but I do agree that it, it will be three instead of two. And part of that is because you play more road games this year. And, right. you know, you just never know. You know, some of the scores are, what, like 17 or something like that. Um, and even I think, uh, yeah, one of the non-conference, you know, teams got into 10. I don't think they're going to get to – to 20, but I just think that um, that was pretty special what they did last season, shutting some of those teams down. And the Big Ten was pretty light on good offenses last year. And maybe we'll see some improved ones, although uh, they don't have the toughest schedule with the crossover games. But uh, Anthony, you will start on this one. Factor fiction this season, Junior Colson will become Michigan's first player since Jarrett Irons in 1994, 95, and 96 to have multiple 100-plus tackle seasons. He was just over that landmark at 101 last season. Uh, so, fact or fiction, Junior Colson will put up 100 or more tackles again this year. Whew. Oh, that's tough because they're deeper there, and I think they're going to rotate a little more. But he's just so good at cleaning stuff up, um, you know, getting to that – or, the, you know, once things get to that second level, uh, they don't go much faster usually or much, much further past, I should say, Junior Colson. So I'll say fact on that one. Um, I'd feel a little more comfortable if it was over the next two years. Will he record another 100 tackle season? Uh, but maybe not. You know, who knows? This might be his last year. You, you just don't know what will happen. So I'll say fact. Uh, Junior Colson, I think, 
his best football is still very much ahead of him. Not that he had a sophomore slump, but uh, I think he was tired out there at times. And they're gonna they're gonna help him out with that this year. So I yeah, see fact. I agree with that. I think he's gonna have a huge year. I think uh, with Chris Partridge there uh, coaching him, Jesse Minter. Uh, I think Junior Colson is a – this could be his last year. I think he's going to be a pro and, and a very good one. Uh, those measurables and the, and the way he moves at that size uh, is unique. So uh, I think he's going to have a huge year. I think he will be an all-Big Ten first-team player this year. And uh, excited to see him in there. So uh, they are going to be deeper this year, so he won't have to play as much. I think you're going to see Ernest Hausman, Nebraska transfer, play some more in there. Mike Barrett obviously coming back. Uh, the Buckeye killer, as we, as we like to call him. So um, Jimmy Rolder, I think, is going to be bigger, stronger this year and have a role too. So I'm with you, Anthony. Yeah, I'm with you guys too. Uh, I think he is going to get that. Um, if you look at his 7.2, I think it is uh, tackles per game. You know, there's still some room for improvement there uh, in terms of where that ranked, even in the Big Ten. Uh, and I think he's going to be one of the best linebackers in the Big Ten. Uh, so – I think he's going to surpass that. Um, I also think they're going to play an extra game. I, I think Michigan's going to be playing in the national championship game. So that has to factor in uh, to my, um, you know, to my answer here as well. Um, last one. And uh, it's my turn to start it. So factor fiction, Michigan sack leader will have eight or more sacks this season. Last year, Mike Morris led the team with seven and a half the year before Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, uh, set the single season program record with 14. David Ajabo also had, I think, 10 or 11. Um, I think it was 11 because they combined for 25. But I'm going to go with fiction. I think it's going to be a little bit similar to last season, a little bit more spread out. I think if uh, Mike Moe stays healthy, though, he does get over that last year. So that's something to consider as well. Um, but it's kind of, frankly, one of my bigger concerns about this team is there, is there going to be a guy that you know, command staying on the field the entire game at the edge spot. You can piece it together with the rotation, but I'd feel better about a guy out there the entire game able to set up moves and things like that. So that's one of my concerns, and, and that's why I'll go with uh, basically the under on eight. I, I The only thing I disagree with there is you look at a guy like David Ojabo, who was kind of a specialist in that respect. You know, I don't have any problem bringing on a guy on third, third and long and bringing him in and saying, hey, go get the quarterback. Maybe sure. Josiah Stewart's that guy. You know, maybe Derek Moore's that guy this year. So, uh, But I agree with you. I think you're going to have a bunch of guys in that 6-7 area. Um, maybe a Derek Moore, Stewart. I think Braden McGregor will be there, you know, could be there. So, um, but is it going to be one guy? Uh, no. So, and I'm okay with that, you know, um, because that means that you've got uh, several good options. So going to be fascinating to see if the interior rush is better. They keep talking about it. And, and uh, none of those guys are though are going to get up that high. Um, that's no. just not what they're supposed to do. I think Chris Jenkins will, will have quite a few and I think he'll be fine, but um, it's those edge guys. And I think, again, I think you'll have a bunch of guys that are in that Mike Morris category this year. Yeah, I'm I'm with fiction on that as well. Uh, I'm I'm not there yet in terms of thinking there's a guy that's you know I don't know that there is a guy that can. I mean I know that Jalen Harrell can play all three downs, but mm -hmm. he's not really your purest you know pass rusher. He mm -hmm. does a lot of the other things really well. So I'll say fiction again. I, I feel like the there's a cluster of guys that I think will do quite a bit. I think it's going to be a group effort. Um, but yeah, eight is I don't want to say it's a big number, but it's just. Uh, I don't know that that guy's that, that guy is there yet, though there is the potential for it. Uh, so we'll see. For sure. And, and going off your point, uh, CB is uh, if Josiah Stewart, let's say he is that guy, 
He plays kind of like a Josh Uche role or, or a David Ajabo role where, especially with Uche, looking back, he probably should have gotten more snaps. But mm-hmm. uh, he led the team in sacks, I think, in both 18 and 19 with seven and then seven and a half. So he'd be under that. But he was a fantastic rusher. And you know that was a really good pass rush unit. Um, only played nine games in 2018, though, so probably could have passed that, that with more playing time or, or staying healthy or whatever it was. I can't remember. Um, but it will be interesting to see. Uh Going forward here into this season, we are, what, 65 days away. Uh, that's going to be our show for this week. Enjoy your 4th of July, everybody. Chris, can we get America out of you? America. Go get your, uh, <laughs> go, go get your fireworks. Don't blow off any fingers, though. True. Stay safe. Yes. No uh, Darwin yeah. Award winners this year. What's that? No Darwin Award winners. Hey, let's let's uh, push that up. Push yeah. the golf thing. Yeah, push a golf yes. outing in the May. Yeah. So uh, August 7th, we'll be having uh, the first annual, the Wolverine Golf Outing. Uh, so please join us at Fox Hills Golf Club on August 7th, 9 a.m. Shotgun Start. You can sign up. Uh, we post it on Twitter. We'll continue to post it. We also have it on the top of our message board as well. So sign up for that. You can golf with us. We got prizes. We'll be auctioning off. Michigan, Ohio State tickets, as well as other stuff. Uh, thanks to Bruce GR Law on our message board. So we appreciate him for that. So join us there. As always, also head to thewolverine.com for all of our coverage. We'll be taking a little bit of time here, but we'll still have some content up on the site. Uh, like the video here if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel and have a great 4th of July. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.